Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. with regret you're watching putting you over hello everybody how's it going what's going on welcome uh, to putting you over and uh i i thought i'd get the tweet out but i hit the wrong button so let me put it out now before they perform at st justin garden state invitational i get anyways in 10 minutes we're gonna have gary J. On also in the Garden State Invitational, so that's awesome. Let's get those tweets out. Um, click. Oh, I hear him. There he is. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Awesome. Oh. I got technology. I win. That's fine, man. Technology is hard. It's awful. How are you doing tonight? First of all, thanks for taking the time. First of all, your beard is epic. No, man. It, uh, the beard and hair are completely out of control. It's about five months since anything's cut it or touched it. Eventually, I'm going to have to do something about it. I don't think but, you should. Personally. Yeah. You look like you could well, be I appreciate a, the, uh, the support. a member of ZZ Top. <laughs> but, yeah. Right there. I any talent. Look, my I I don't want yeah suppose I suppose I do have a lot of talent. Thank you for taking <laughs> the time on a what is it a Tuesday night we said at ten o'clock, and you're out in are you yep. out in St. Louis right now? Yeah, I'm in the St. Louis area, so that's the West time zone. So it's only nine o'clock here. It's only nine o'clock there. So, yep. But thank you very much for for coming by, and we just talked to T.J. Crawford. Uh, a a young young buck in his own right at 23 years old. Uh, new, new, yeah, right? That's what I said. You know what he did this afternoon? He took a nap to get ready for the show. Oh, man, that must have been great. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, Jesus, I remember when I was 23. <laughs> I loved it. Now I'm 40, have three kids. They're all female. I don't ever get a nap, ever. But. Uh, that's neither. Hey, you sleep and you're dead. Yeah, you, that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. That's um, about here as well. Now you're, I, I, so I, I was researching you. I, I was suggested to have you on the show from some people at Synergy Pro Wrestling, and right uh, So I was like, I got to check this guy out. And uh, you were everywhere on IWTV. Like you're at every acronym promotion you can think of. Yeah, it's like Gary J is on XYZ Alphabet Soup Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been there. I've been around. You, you have been around. You are the handsome hooker, I believe, is what you said. I think you said that <laughs> somewhere. At one... No, I think that, that, that sounds like uh, Thomas Shire. He's a handsome hooker. He's a handsome. Well, you're handsome in your own right. Maybe not a hooker. Well, I'm rugged. You are rugged. <laughs> you got the beer going. This show is not brought to you by Manscaped at all, because as you can see, my beard is slowly growing in, and uh, Gary J's is off the off the chain. 
Yeah, it's 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 on it's on the uh, the brink of caveman living in a cave. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'll probably get it trimmed up it soon. Would, I can I can't I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I see your shirt's purple. Is, is by any chance is that a Macho Man? It fucking is. Do I have? I, I thought I had that on tonight. It sure is. I had that on. I had a Macho Man shirt on uh, a couple days ago. Man, uh, I had. I have a a Macho Man mask. You know, to go out. It's Hell his, yeah! It's his pink tights with the three stars on it. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, that would have been really ironic if we both wore that. That uh. And it's shirt. one of my favorite shirts. It's very comfortable. It is. You see that pro wrestling yeah. tees. Uh, no, actually, I believe I got it at a hot topic years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. My, I have a friend. I have a friend of mine that has like one of the original ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. The original. It's got holes in it and it's like, it's like sleeping in silk now. It's like that thin. Um, mine, I don't even know where I got mine. I might have got mine a hot topic too. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, do malls still exist? I don't really know. You know, I I brought my kids to my parents this weekend because my oldest daughter had a softball tournament. And yeah. the softball tournament, it only allows two pe- two people, two family members to go. So I have three kids, me and my wife. So we had yeah. to do something with the kids. So I took them to my parents because we had just spent a week with them secluded at Ocean City on a beach. This is neither here nor there. But yeah. I, I'm very paranoid about the COVID thing and whatnot. And because my yeah, parents completely understand, man, they have pre pre existing conditions, so it's all this. But we were comfortable doing that, so I brought them up. So, what was I saying? We this weekend, what were we talking about? Why did I? Get uh, this weekend, and I was talking about if mall still exists. Oh, if mall. So, so as I'm driving to my parents' house, I have to drive by this one mall. At least, yeah, yeah I have to drive by this one mall, and it was packed. It was jam-packed. There were cars everywhere. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's no way everybody in there is wearing a mask and being... Nope, probably not. Unfortunately not. So, uh, oh, who are we putting over tonight? Gary J. Uh, All the commands for his social links are exclamation point Gary J. in the chat. All right, let's let's get on. Let's Enough of our mall talk. Um, (laughs) Right. I didn't no. think you'd be talking about that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, so Macho Man. So, so you're you're a throwback. Like, was wrestling big in your house growing up? Um, I really didn't get into wrestling until I was about ten or eleven years old, and I'm now thirty four. So, I mean, it's been a majority of my whole life. But yeah, was it like big when I was a kid? Yeah. Well, ten, eleven's a kid, ish. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably like ten of eleven. That's fifth, sixth grade. That's probably maybe that's probably when I got into it too, but um, I my kids are trying to get into it, like because huh. it's on, it's on at the house, and yeah. my oldest daughter's eleven, so it's around the around the same time. But wh- who'd you watch back then? Was it was it WWE? Uh, like honestly, I think the first person I saw like wrestling related was the Macho Man. Ooh. Ironically. Ironic. It was on probably like a Saturday morning or afternoon. Yeah, Saturday morning. Whatever the television was at the time. Superstars. Um probably. Right. What was uh same age my producer just texted me? Same age she started watching. What what's the okay, so so you're watching wrestling, you're a big big wrestling fan, I guess, ten or eleven. I mean, I always say this to my wife. Everybody either is or was a wrestling fan. Like, I, I don't think at some you, point at some point, right? Like, don't be ashamed. Yep. Say it. Nope. Um, but what was that moment where it clicked the light bulb for you? Where it went on in your head? I want to be a wrestler. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, probably not until I was in high school. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been watching wrestling since 11 years old. Like I've never taken a break. Like I've been a lifelong fan since then. A lot of people go, Oh, I watched the attitude Era, And then yeah. I kind of left for a while. And then I came back. Like yep. I've watched it all. Yeah. So uh, I would say about high school is when I realized, Hey, this kind of looks fun. And like, I'm a really big Mick Foley fan. So he's one of the people that like inspired me to like seek out professional wrestling training. 
because before that I was just on a mattress and a ladder in my side yard flipping off a ladder on a mattress. There you go. Well, that's what he did. Jumped off his roof. Ironically, yeah. Like mankind's a very big inspiration for like me. So yeah. D- did you prefer mankind, dude, love, or Cactus Jack? Uh, I prefer the original Mankind, like yeah. 96, yep. 97. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. the original one. I, I, it was, I, it, it's so weird, man. His, his arc is so uh, interesting because that original Mankind was like, wow, like a sight to behold. And then it slowly yeah. morphed into, you know, the Three Faces of Foley. And then it morphed into mankind with the white t-shirt and the tie and then Sacco. And then the mask slowly came off. It was, uh, it was it's interesting to see, like he's, he's amazing. I mean, everybody knows it. Like yep. he gets put over all the time and he should, he's, he's, he's amazing. Like someone like that, who's his body of work speaks for itself. Yeah. In, in high school at that time, you're, 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 you're ready. It clicks in your head that, this is something you do is do you wrestle? Do you do mat wrestling in high school? Do you do sports? Nope, not really at all. Uh, I was in chess club, but ironically never played a day of chess because we would just talk about wrestling. Is that right? You don't, you don't like chess at all. No, we just hung out and talked about wrestling. So everybody in the chess club talked about wrestling. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you couldn't have a professional wrestling club and mask it with a chess club. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, Lanny Poffa would have been upset, but right. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. That's funny. That is funny stuff. Now you're from the St. Louis area. Oh, oh, what the hell, or who the hell is Gary the Barn Owl? That was my first wrestling character, and that was in the former Chikara, right? Uh, that was part of Chikara, but like my but it came before that character. To- Yep, like in 2003 is when I first started wrestling and training. Okay. So, like, I was given that character as a joke, kind of, because I didn't know what I was doing and <laughs> I didn't know how to wrestle. So they gave me a character to, like, learn how to, like, play a character Dude, and, like, character. interact with a crowd. I hated it because I, I wanted to be Jeff Hardy at the time, you know? Like, yeah. Who doesn't? Right. And uh, it slowly turned into a whole thing, and then, like, the whole Jakara thing happened in, like, 2000 and six seven or eight or okay. i don't know something i'm terrible i get hit a lot yeah so like so it kind of just morphed into that and like yeah gary the barn owl's a thing gary the barn owl i just picture like this barn like literally a barn owl sitting up there just turning its head <laughs> just looking around not knowing what's going on but i didn't i didn't realize uh when i was doing some research uh, it must have been a, another podcast or something i thought that Gary the Barn Owl was the character they gave you in Chikara. I didn't realize that you got that uh, at your training. Now, where did you train? It was in St. Louis. Where was this? Uh, I trained in St. Louis. Uh, there was no name in the dojo. Okay. Uh, I was trained by Adam Raw, Nick Tyson, and uh, Jordan Lacey. Jordan Lacey's out of business. Nick Tyson is, I don't know where he is. He's disappeared. And uh, Adam Raw is a personal trainer in St. Louis now. He goes under his real name, Sam Richardson. But basically, uh, yeah, I was trained. My first day of training was in a trailer park. The ring was set up next to a trailer. And then it moved out into a field in the middle of nowhere and then a diesel garage. So I don't have, like, this rich so-and-so trainer with a huge name. I just kind of you're not a creative pro. went along with it. <laughs> you're not at the Wrestle Factory. You're, you're, no. you're at the trailer park, boys. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. That's a uh, back, but backyard wrestling. I've done a lot of independent. I've talked to a lot of independent wrestlers. All of them tell me they start in the backyard wrestling. Like, like most of us did as kids. Is that something you, you yep. well, you, you must've, you were in a trailer park anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let, let's move into a little bit of your, your character, uh, your style. It's very, let me see if I can describe this in my own terms. Aggressive. Uh, very fast and uh, strikes. Like when I see your strikes, I think of the Undertaker, which is weird because you're very like high octane, I guess. Yeah. 
but your strikes are very Undertaker like. Did did he did was that a, was he an influence on your style at all? <laughs> Ironically, I will talk about my good pal the Undertaker twenty four hours a day. There you go. Uh, yeah, he's probably one of my favorites of all time. He's another guy who I was actually just watching his last ride documentary before I joined the chat. Uh, I didn't purposely try to like do anything like him. And that's yeah. the first time I've ever been compared to his strike. So I take it as a compliment. So thank you very much. You're welcome. But uh, that was never the intent at all. I'm just a very big fan of his work. I can see the cactus Jack. I can see the Mick Foley in you. Um, I can definitely see a Jeff Hardy in you. You mentioned those two earlier, but when I was yeah. watching your matches, the strikes were so stiff. I mean, I guess I can say that word. I mean, I'm not in the business. Sure. So I guess I can say it. Stiff yeah, it and quick. Yeah. And <laughs> it made me think of Taker. But speaking of Taker's last ride thing, I refuse to watch it. And I'll tell you why I refuse to watch it. Because if I don't watch it, then he's never going to retire. That's the way I look That's at it. That's a very good point. Brother, well, I've watched every episode three times, and I think I've cried every time. Like It got to me. It I've did. watched the first two, and I, I know what you're saying. Uh, I'm not in... He hasn't had that much of an influence probably as you, but I've watched the first two episodes and I get teary eyed. I do. And I, I, I made the conscious effort to say, well, as long, cause I got spoiled at the final episode, obviously, cause social media sucks these days, but Pretty much. shame on me. Um, and then I said to myself, well, wait a minute. If I never watch it, he's it's never, never going to happen. He's never gone. He's always going to be taker to me. Um, yeah. Oh man. Now we're on a taker, uh, vortex. First of all, takers streak should have been ended by punk. In my opinion. Uh, if punk didn't end it, then nobody should end it. What's your take? My take is it was done right. I'm a huge Brock Lesnar guy too. Oh, okay. Cool. I am too. I love Brock and I like the way they did it. I just thought at that time, it would have helped punk more. I, I agree. And I, I thought, and that might have been, who knows, you know, underlying reasons uh, why Punk ended up walking out and leaving. Pretty much. Hopefully yeah. we can. I don't know. To me, the streak either was going to be broken or not. Like, maybe not. A lot of people still say no, no one should have beat him. But if there's going to be one person that's the most legit person on yeah. the face of the earth in WWE or the world right now, that's fucking Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I, I agree. And I don't think that, I don't think Taker would have let the streak not be broken. I, I think Taker would have yeah. picked somebody. And at that time, the way it worked out, having Brock break it was as corny as it is, was best for business at that time. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, say what you want about it now because, you know, Brock does selected dates yep. and this and that. But to me, he's one of the biggest draws in wrestling. He's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, you're like, he doesn't work Monday. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't he's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. You know? Sends Paul Heyman to do it. Yeah. You know, if he, I tell you right now, before people know it, Brock's going to be up on people's Mount Rushmore. And he's phenomenal. It's shocking to say. And it, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Brock Lesnar on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, but he's going to be up there. He's going to be yep. up there. And he's oh, yeah. His match up. with Punk at SummerSlam that year was yeah. insane. Yes. I think it was the same SummerSlam they did uh, Cena versus Danielson as well. Yeah. And uh, we got down the Taker Brock portal. Uh, yeah. Me, anyways, moving on. <laughs> let me let me look over at my cool notes that I take to pretend to be professional, which I always get uh, off on. So uh, I was talking about your style, strong style, fast pace. Uh, I guess. I mean, how would you describe yourself? Hardcore, hybrid, strong style, insane. Um, I mean, the simplest thing is like obviously like scrappy fighter, underdog, or yeah. I like to call it the car crash style. Oh, <laughs> we can't turn away. There you go. You can't you know turn I mean? away. You know, a lot of the things I do, it's like car crash style. Like you get someone's attention with something and then you go with the story from there. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, we have a message in chat. Uh, what's your favorite? What is Gary's favorite Oreo cookie? I don't eat Oreos. <laughs> doesn't eat Oreos, <laughs> Ref DM Stevens. He doesn't eat Oreos. That's a, that was a terrible question, Ref. <laughs> terrible. Shame on you. <laughs> Um, and so, so you're, you're what you're, 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 the only reason I know your age is because as I said earlier, TJ was 23. You're, you're about or closer to me. I'm in the 40. You're what? 34. I am 34 years old. Yep. Thir- so we must've been like watching the same type of wrestling at that time. Uh, uh probably. Yeah. yeah. Give or take. Um, who at, as you were growing up. Oh, wait, I actually know this question. I know this question. Your favorite wrestler of all time is HBK. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Inspiration still. Still to this day. What, what, uh, what does he do now that inspires you? What does he do now? He fucking trains everybody at NXT. Like those guys get to go to work every day and listen to him. I know. That blows my mind. Could you you imagine that? And he's, that's insane. What you're seeing on NXT is literally the mind of Triple H and HBK together. I believe so. Absolutely, yeah. Love it or hate it, that's what it is. And I I never really was an HBK fan, and I don't Oof. have any rhyme or reason. <laughs> You're going to disconnect, aren't you? <laughs> I don't really have a rhyme or reason. Uh, I enjoyed his in, in-ring work. I, I think here's the issue for me. I think I was such a Bret Hart fan that when all that went down, it, it upset me. I'm a little older than you. Yeah. So did he screw Bret? I mean, I think it was, I think it was all work. I just think it's very odd that Bret Hart has a film crew for his, what wrestling with shadows documentary. And they film up to that day. And now it all comes out like everybody knew about it, but Brett, come on, Brett, like you didn't oh, fucking Brett. know about it. That's my opinion. It might be a work. If if it is a work, then everybody involved is doing a phenomenal job because yeah. nobody's broke kayfabe, nothing's happened. And I hope it is because that would be the greatest wrestling angle of all time. It because be people still talk about it. It'd be the longest slow burn in the history. Of wrestling, which all angles today should be slow and methodical, and that's a, a God. See, I wish. See now, I'm now I'm getting up on my soapbox. That is a, a problem with wrestling today, and I can't figure out if it's a problem because of the times, social media, the amount, especially when you talk about WWE, the amount of wrestling that is out there. But these stories need to burn slowly. Like an ember. Oh, I agree. Like, I think a lot of it now is like the generation of who's watching it now is a little different than what is when we were watching. Yeah. People just want instant gratification. Oh. And they get mad if they don't get that. So now if you have a slow burn, people are throwing a fit and all they do, it happens. They just jump on social media yep. and then here we go with the whole war of bullshit. I know. Uh, oh, a question. Dark Side of the Ring had Hebner on and he is still scared for his life. <laughs> I do remember him saying on that episode he was scared yeah. for his life. Um, but speaking of social media and wrestling, it, it is very toxic, and it is, uh, you know, participating in I guess quote unquote the changing of wrestling. But it does have its benefits. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't know people like you. I wouldn't yeah. have shirts of Tony Deppin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Social media is a double-edged sword, man. It's really good for the business. It's really good for independent contractors or people trying to get their name out there and travel and let people know where they're going to be or sell their merchandise. But then there's the dark side of it, you know, like the dark net where it's just full of toxic bullshit. Yeah. Tell me about it. Try to keep my oldest daughter off of it as long as possible. She's 11 and like she already has drama with her. Like three, three members of her softball team who started a group text and she's not invited. That'll end bad. Oh my God. 
And I literally said to her, I was like, well, back in my day, like at least you visibly could see what click you weren't, <laughs> you weren't allowed into because yeah. everybody was out, you know? Yep. Now it's a group text or a group chat. If I didn't wrestle, I probably wouldn't have social media. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're great at social media. I'm all right at it. I just get bored. So like, I'm like, I'm just going to post a picture of my cat. Cause I love my cats. <laughs> you or, How many cats do you yeah. have? I have two. I have Pebbles, my princess. She's an absolute bitch to everybody. She loves her dad, though. That's me. And then Dino, her brother. Dino is really skittish because we found him outside the road, but he's oh. awesome. He's got a white little handlebar mustache. Nice. I'm surprised they're not. They'll walk through the, the shot at some point. I know they will. I'm a I'm a huge uh, cat advocate. And oh uh, yeah. I uh, I I've I've rescued cats too before on the side of the road, and they are skittish. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and. We have we have two cats now, uh, one we just lost. Oh, o- sorry old, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. It, old age. I mean the cat, the cat was old, so yeah, I was kind of prepared, but it it was still sad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And he had a brother, and his brother is is still kicking. His brother's one year older, but he's still kicking. Uh, and then we have one that my oldest daughter actually found on vacation last year under a car in a library parking lot while we were on vacation. We came back from shopping. We were putting our stuff in the car. It was like 10 o'clock at night. My daughter hears this kitten meowing. And it was this cat, like, lost under a car. And they get it, and they're holding it. We're trying to find out whose it is. And my oldest daughter named it. And I was like, shit. And it's yours now. We brought it back to our, you know, our hotel, our condo thing, and yeah, I I tried to find the owner. I contacted people, and sure enough, I'm driving eight hours back home with this goddamn cat I rescued. No things upstairs, but so I'm definitely a cat Hell lover yeah. for sure, right? Oh yeah, so do I. I. I'm a very big advocate of Catter Day, which is every Saturday. Every Saturday is Catter Day. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah shame on me. Like here's you know now. Yeah, I do know now. I have to do something special for my cats. Um, Garden State Invitational Synergy Pro Wrestling, July 25th. You're in that. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I was uh, wanting to be in it so bad last year, and you know, it just didn't work out. But uh, this year, I'm in it, and I'm so excited. Now, I I um, oh, thank you, Mrs. K Dog, for that post. Look at that. Um, my wife must be listening. Um, now I, I watched the synergy, uh, I guess bracket reveal is how they would say it. Yeah. But I can't recall off the top of my head and I don't want to, uh, slow this interview down by looking it up, but who do you take, who are you taking on in the first round? Uh, it's me and Matt Cross, ironically. Matt Cross. All right. Two guys with two phenomenal beards. Battle of the beards. Right, um, yep. That is good. what. What and now? What side? Huh, you might not even know this, so I might have to look this up. What side of the bracket are you on? Are you on? Let me see. I'll find it for you. Are you on? I believe, I'm, all I know is my first round is Matt Cross. I'll find uh, it for you. Yeah, I should probably do my research as well, though. Which is ironic, though, because he's been wrestling longer than me, and I've been wrestling for about. 17 years at this point and so he's, like, been, he's been wrestling he has been wrestling a long time yeah uh you're on the side you have uh you and matt cross yep. uh myron reed and jordan oliver so those are the four on that side so that is that is a tough tough side yeah good lord good lord <laughs> that's gonna be exciting though july 25th so uh have you fought cross before? No, this is the first time ever. Nice. So I'm pretty stoked about it. That's exciting. Um, I'm going to move on to some, what I like to call uh, non wrestling questions. Although some of them usually are wrestling related. So, but I, the, I'll go for it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> what does it feel like to get booed out of the ECW arena? <laughs> oh man. 
Ooh, <laughs> I, know, I, I know i did a little research oh, now i, I would I take that i would take that as as i don't know i guess i wasn't there i guess i'm not you i don't know exactly why they were booing i just know you got booed out of the arena so was it um justified man, booze? it was quite possibly the most depressing learning <laughs> experience of my life oh, uh, man. basically you know myself Pierre Abernathy, Evan Delisco, and Davey Vega just got the opportunity to showcase an LWA tag match because we'd worked with Quack in the past because he came and worked for the LWA in our area. So we kind of got the connection to there. Of course, we, we weren't ready. We just were not ready for that big of an opportunity. But, of course, we weren't, didn't turn it down. And then you got a match of six and a half, seven minutes of guys just not being comfortable, not really comfortable in themselves yet in the ECW arena on one of the biggest wrestling shows ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2003. Uh, no, your debut was 2003. When was that show? Uh, 2006. So you six, seven or eight, 2009, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, you, but you're still someone do their history. I don't know. You're still great. You've been hitting it was, the head a lot. It was the same, uh, match. It was the same card. You had, uh, El Generico jigsaw, one of the young bucks. Oh, okay and uh coda in like a four-way like why would you even wrestle after that match no right and you were after yeah. that match i believe we were man i wish i could remember these things but i think we were right before or right after like yeah oh. it was, we just didn't belong and yeah. that's okay like it yeah, was a yeah. learning experience boy it was just rough but you still wrestled in the ecw arena no oh, oh yeah like I've said on other podcasts and I've told other people like regardless of what the situation was walking up, knowing I get to wrestle one time, that's all it was. I still, I teared up. It was yeah. insane. Like still I teared up when I left too for other reasons, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, I had another question that you just made me think of and I couldn't, now I can't remember it, but whatever, maybe it'll come back to me. So this lockdown, this COVID, uh, did you have you learned any new skills, new talents, anything that you can take in or out of the ring that you can use? Um, I've been watching a lot of like Vader, uh, Sting, Cactus Jack, ninety two, three, and four. So like I've been trying to study Vader. I don't know why I love Vader. There you go. Uh, which is interesting because I'm 170 pounds <laughs> and he's a mastodon. Yeah, right. So I wish I looked his size, but. Uh, no, I've been watching a lot of a lot of wrestling, a lot of stand-up comedy, which I guess can parlay into anything in wrestling because wrestling is like ice cream. There's so many flavors. Yeah. And uh, I, I I accidentally started working out again, like a moron. You accidentally? Yeah. How did you do that? I, I had enough free time where I just wanted to be in better shape, and I was watching all these Taker documentaries going, man, if he can do it, so can I. So like a month and a half ago, I'm like, fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> so I've been pretty good on that. And uh, I like to go on hikes and walks like in the woods randomly all the time. Nice. I like to keep to myself a lot sometimes. Oddly oh. enough. No, me too. This social distancing yeah. didn't phase me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so. This is great. This is awesome. The only thing for the like, that bothers me is like, I hope things get back to semi-normal because I do miss the travel that I was doing. And I do miss, you know, doing shows. See, I think if I ever had ventured into and my wife and my my mom say this all the time, you missed the boat. They said you should have gone into professional wrestling because for a multitude of things, they, they I don't know, maybe they're just putting me over, but they say I would have been good at it. And I, I think I would have enjoyed the the car rides. I think I would have enjoyed the travel and the camaraderie. Because I just think I would find that fun. Are there any great stories you have from the road at all? Uh, I have stories. I just, once again, like nothing is top of my head because there's I would never remember so many either. of them. I would never. Nothing are, are like super insane or like out of character. It's just like yeah. you had to be there. and Because when you're awake for 24 hours, things are funnier when you've been yeah. awake for 24 hours. For you sure. know, like you talk a story now and everybody's like, well, that's not really that funny. I'm like, I guess you have to be there. <laughs> you had to be there. I've spent way too much time in a car, you know. Yeah. So. 
I was listening to a podcast. I was I was building I was building a table in my garage, which is why I don't know if you can even see it. My hands are all stained. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to try to prep, and you you were talking a lot about. Um, I couldn't make it out. It kept it kept sounding like you were saying NWO, but I know that wasn't what it was. But it was a one promotion that kind of took over, I guess, the St. Louis promotion. Oh, NWL. Oh, uh, NWL. Yes. Yep. And and that yep. seemed like a whole like that could be a whole show in itself. Oh, absolutely. And it, it has been. Like uh basically my best friend and the guy who runs St. Louis Anarchy, the promotion I'm a very big hand in yeah. in, the, in my area. Yep. Uh he got paid basically full time to book a show, write TV, and then obviously, but like he had to stop booking St. Louis Anarchy. So St. Louis Anarchy went away. He got hired from said company because they were going to start doing TV and traveling, and like things were going really good. It had its ups and its downs, yeah. but like I learned so much from like doing TV and like following people around that like wrote TV and like how to do angles and stuff like that. So stuff like that, like I loved. But unfortunately, the uh, the guy that had the money major decided that he was losing too much money, and he's like, oh, this is over. So huh. then St. Louis Anarchy came back, and now we're kind of like right where we left off, right. if not bigger. I was going to say, from what I heard, uh, and, I, and I really apologize to the podcast that no, it's all good. I was listening to that I can't remember to plug, but from what I heard, uh, St. Louis Anarchy – was was big and the fact that it almost got bigger going away and coming back like people craved it. oh yeah it's insane yeah it's when when the nwl shut down like matt was like matt who runs st louis anarchy was like yeah maybe we do one more anarchy show just <laughs> see if there's an interest yeah and i think he tweeted from the page is yeah, this thing still that. on yeah you said that and yeah. then like it was insane but social media worked perfectly yeah, there right you know? we didn't realize we'd made such an impact because we just thought we were just doing our thing and it was going okay, but we couldn't do it forever because we were losing, you know, and it wasn't going as well as we thought, but you know, we brought it back and it was just insane with all the people that were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And this changed my life. And then this, this, and this, and it's like, wow. Yeah. You don't realize the impact you made on something until it's gone. Yeah. That's, that's the gist I got. Well, from what I was hearing, and I was like, man, that's like a whole documentary in itself. Oh, Just, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons I didn't bring it up earlier because I was like, I don't know enough about it. I feel like that could take over the whole show. <laughs> like, It could. It could. It, it, yeah. it was it was interesting. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll ask this. Triple threat match. It's a dream match. So we're going to put Gary J in the match and you have to put a wrestler from the past and a wrestler from the current product, whether it's indie or one of the major promotions, it doesn't matter. So you, a wrestler from the past and a wrestler, and a wrestler uh, currently. Um, I'm going to say, this is my wrestler from now. This should, this counts. Masato Tanaka. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's still active. Yes, he is. And then if you know me well, you know exactly what's coming next. Mike. Awesome. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mike Awesome is going over in that match. <laughs> That's fine with me, brother. Like I love those guys. He's putting love, you I'm through a, a very table. Big ECW fan yeah. as well. You have an ECW feel for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, once again, it's like I've watched hours and hours and hours of wrestling before yeah. I was in the business, yeah. and now that I'm in the business, I still watch hours and hours of it just for different reasons. Yeah. And I still watch as a fan all the time. I love watching those guys just beat the shit out of each other. It makes my day. I was going to say, like, is it, as a wrestler, is it hard? Like, do you watch, are you able to watch wrestling as a wrestler from different viewpoints? Like, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to study this aspect. I want to learn something. I'm going to watch this as a fan. I'm going to watch this as a storyteller. Like, that's so interesting to me. Like I watch as a fan, period. That's me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I watch different things for different things all the time. Uh what I've been watching lately is watching a lot of the ECW like ninety eight, ninety nine, like two thousand before they went away. They had such good camera angles just for their pay per view shots. Yeah. 
You yeah. watch Raw now, and Kevin Dunn's like making 32 camera angles out of a <laughs> yeah. fucking entrance. I'm like, Why are we doing this? You don't need that many. Well, but like, I'm like, I'm not even watching it for in ring. I'm watching because it's like what the commentators are putting over and like yeah. what the camera angles are doing. And then of course, I watch stuff like Shawn Michaels, obviously inspiration. Yeah. I watch a lot of his stuff just to learn how to like, I guess, work almost in a way, like just kind of tell a story and still be entertaining and not. Lock a hole, brother. That stupid bullshit, you know? You could uh you can always learn, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like watching Vader and Cactus Jack taught me, wow, these guys are like legit beating the shit out of each other and they're fighting, but it's everything they're doing is believable. Yep. But nothing they did was like over the top, like, oh, that wouldn't really happen. Yeah. That's great. I'm it's I'm amazing. Have, I might have to go back and watch that tonight. I, I believe that's ninety two. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's good. Like watching Vader, like he was so good at just doing basic things and then like making it look like he was killing people. That was the whole point of him. Like people call him a bully. It's like, no, he's doing his job. He's, he's a fucking Vader. <laughs> he's a mastodon, man. He was exactly. He was great. I miss that guy. But yeah. For so sure. yeah, I watch wrestling for so many different aspects on top of being a fan. So like, I don't know. It's it's a job. It's what I do. Like it's what yeah. I love to do. You have you have that vibe like a like a almost like you would run your own school or promotion. You have that mind almost like you 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 give me that. Vibe. Uh, I mean, I like I love to run my own school. I love helping people as much yeah. as I can. I mean, I'm just a dude as well. Like I try to help guys on the road a lot now because I feel everybody's taught what to do when they're in it, when they're in school. You're taught A, B, and C like in ring. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to traveling and conducting yourself, it's a whole new ball game and you're not taught that. So I've been wrestling since dinosaurs were around. So now it's like, well, if you want to get on the road, man, let me know, jump in the car and you'll learn. That's yeah. the best way of learning is getting in the car and going. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Today's product. What's one thing you want to see less of? Brother, brother, we love everybody handshake bullshit. Like, I like a good fight, and the guys can respect each other all they want, but they don't got to hug and handshake afterwards. Yeah, I agree. That's just me. I agree. What um, yeah. What's one thing we could see more of? I really, like I said, I kind of miss that smash mouth in your face style of, like, I guess per se what I do. Like, your 2000, like, six seven eight ring of honor like with roderick yeah. strong like those guys would go in there and kill each other for 40 minutes a night and like you realize obviously this is a work and this is you know a yep. show but those guys are putting in some full contact shit yeah. that's my kind of jam right there you know and i feel like i said earlier like people well vader's a bully no he's not a bully that's what he does yeah. if you're if you're wrestling or in my world if you're fighting vader you better get ready to take a fucking hit. <laughs> yeah. You know? He is, so I, don't know. I really miss a lot of that. And I kind of think like a lot of things are hybrid now. So it's a little bit of both worlds, which is great. Cause like, once again, just because I don't think it should be around, it doesn't mean it shouldn't be around. It's just what my opinion is. Right. Well, that's what makes wrestling great too, is that yeah. there's something for everybody. I don't even like that. I don't even like that word hybrid though, because I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it in cars. I don't like it in wrestling. I don't like it, period. Understandable. But anyways, um, all right, we did the triple threat match. Okay, so I'm going to do some would you rather questions, and then we'll finish up, uh, and, then, and then we can finish up. Yeah, perfect. All right, cool. So would you rather have beer or water? Uh, Water. Excellent. Um, Would you rather be the intercontinental champion or – kick war face or war horse in the face oh wow <laughs> that's a hard one can i can i can i have the title and kick him in the face nope you have to be the intercontinental champion or you can kick war horse in the face just one time very stiffly well, I've already done that like a billion times, that, so that I'm going to say Intercontinental Champion. There you go, and then then he can challenge you, and it would be another phenomenal match. And that's a whole other show altogether yeah. in itself, that saga. Whew. Continues. Yeah, that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
He's a great guy. Sure. Um, Bobby Heenan or Gorilla Monsoon? <sighs> Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, man. That's a tough one, right? It's hard. Yeah, that 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 one was the worst one you gave me so far. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. Um all right, so you're taking you're taking on Matt Cross in the Garden State Invitational. Uh you already yep. you already touched on it, July twenty fifth, Synergy Pro Wrestling. Um it's gonna be a hell of a match. And any any words on that? I mean like I said, like he's actually you know, well more known than me. So I feel like for me, this is more of a win lose situation for him. It might just be a win win. Right. Whatever. A lot of people know who Matt Cross is. Yep. He's been around. He's been an innovator. He's kind of been one of the first indie guys that kind of like really started getting a lot of buzz, you know, cause they started with their backyard stuff in Ohio, which bled over into pretty much professional wrestling. We talked about earlier. Yeah. So kind of feel that like it's a long time coming. Like, He's a veteran, an actual veteran, just not some dude that wrestles once a month in the middle of nowhere. You know, he's been all over the world. So now it's my turn to prove to people that, like, yeah, I've been doing this shit for 17 years, and, like, I'm a veteran. I'm that guy now, too. You just don't know who I am, but you will after that night. You will. I, and I agree. I agree. From the And I've seen Matt Cross matches. Uh, I saw him in uh, NWA. I've seen him other places. And then – based on what I've seen there and what I've seen from you researching the whole war horse saga, which we'll do another time. Uh, it, it's going to be a hell of a match, man. And it's gonna, it's, it, it, it could, you know, steal a show definitely for that first round match on that side of the bracket for sure. Um, well, Gary, what I like to do at the end of every show is give, uh, you know, the proverbial mic to my guest. You can put over, yeah, yeah. There you go. You can put over whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can bury anyone, plug anything. I I really don't care what you say. I will do my best not to interrupt. The floor is yours. Um, uh, there's a couple things. I guess one of the biggest things nowadays is like I'm gonna kind of touch on the whole toxic Twitter thing, yeah. you know, cancel culture stuff, which a lot of that stuff is absolutely justifiable in like. Those people need to get the fuck out of the business and, you know, we need to clean the business up and everybody's got to do their part. No one's perfect. Myself included. I've made mistakes. I've said stupid shit, joking, thinking it was funny. Mm -hmm. I may have hurt someone's feelings, but it wasn't funny. But at the end of the day, I've went now and I've researched and I've learned so much to go, you know what? That one's in the right humor. That was in bad taste. And I apologize for anything I've ever said to anybody. Just jokingly. This is just, I've been doing it 17 years. So like, There's a lot of times where you're joking and you don't realize well, that was really fucking stupid. Shouldn't have said that. Mistakes happen. People learn. So I would just like to take this time to say, I'm sorry for anything I've done or said to anybody. If they took it the wrong way, I apologize. Now that that's over, because I feel I'm a grown up and a man, like you make mistakes yep. and you learn from them. Not a lot of people will take, you know, credibility for their own actions nowadays, especially in the wrestling world, you know? Yeah. So, that aside, independent wrestling is amazing. It's so fun. Like, you meet so many awesome people. Let's try to stay positive. Let's try to promote positivity and keep positive shit going. Once we do this cleanse of, you know, the independent scene in wrestling overall, let's just move forward. Life goes on. Let's all learn from this. So with that said, fucking professional wrestling. That's what we're all here for. It's great. Some people make money at it. Some people spend money. Thank you very much. The support from the fans right during this three or four months has been amazing. Like, even if I sell one shirt over this three months, it's awesome to go. Someone took their hard-earned fucking money and bought my shirt. That means so much to me, you know? And, like, I like to give a shout-out to a lot of places right now. Fuck it, might as well. St. Louis Anarchy, home away from home. Like, ironically... My roommate is the booker, Matt Jackson. <laughs> Hi, I said his full name. He's going to hate me for it. St. <laughs> Louis Anarchy is a company that like puts a lot of hard work into everything going on right now with the, with the virus and all the social media stuff. And then like all the bullshit coming out, you know, obviously you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he takes everything very serious because at the end of the day, he wants the staff, the wrestlers, the crew, the fans, the 
the people. Every if you're in the building for a Saint Louis Anarchy show, you need to feel comfortable and at home. And if you don't, let us know because the point of wrestling is to enjoy. That is it. You know, we're not here to judge people. It's America in 2020. Do say and be who you want to be. You know. I feel a lot of people have hate for no fucking reason nowadays. Yep. It blows my mind, you know? So, Matt Jackson, I'll shout out you. Uh, Black Label is another place. Oh, uh, nice. Black Label Pro, if you've ever heard of them. Yep. Awesome place. Mikey does a great job. Same, just like Matt. They do a lot of hard work behind the scenes that people know, don't even know about. You know, they just see the shows happen and the matches happen. But these people put so much time and effort into shows, what happens the day of. And weeks beforehand, it's a full-time job on top of working real jobs, you know? So, like, shout-out to those guys. And really just a shout-out to anybody that I've ever been in the ring with and has bettered me. Like, I rarely get to talk about that because, obviously, nowadays it's like, oh, you got this coming up and this coming up. But, like, I've had the opportunity to share the ring with some of the best in the world that are still on TV and have been all over the world. Uh, The War Horse Saga. Fuck that guy, but as much as I like to like punch him in the face and kick him in the mouth, he's talented. Yeah. So we're just both very stubborn and very competitive, and you know we like to hurt each other for money. <laughs> so you. like, my message overall is just stay positive, treat people like you'd want to be treated, and uh, that's all I got. Awesome. That is that's a phenomenal message, and uh, well said by yourself, uh, Gary. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I, I, I feel we could have gone down many of Vortexes, many a road. Oh, there's so many. And, yeah. and done it all night. And uh, thank you for taking the time tonight. And uh, good luck at the Garden State Invitational if I don't talk to you uh, before then. So thanks for coming oh, yeah. by. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Have a great night. All right, you too, man. Later. Awesome. Awesome, right? Blowout, man. Oh, look, he's still there with his. Awesome Savage shirt. Dig it. I love Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. You too, man. Uh, This guy's called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, you're watching putting you over.